I somehow messed up the audio again. I just did an episode with Claire Lopez. I somehow messed up the audio again to where I had it down pat with the laptop to where the audio was crisp if I screen recorded. But now when I screen record, it only screen, it uses the audio only from this, meaning this has to pick it up from the speakers of the iMac, which isn't as good as directly ripping. So I think I got to, I think I have to use the iMac microphone to screen record and use the Shure as an input. I need an audio video employee so badly. Um, so again, the audio is kind of messed up on the HD version. And then on Zoom, it'll be plenty loud, but it'll be shitty audio. So please bear with me yet again. Thank you for your patience. We stand with Cuba. Thank you. And, uh, and recording with the one and only Claire Lopez and uh first I guess first full episode on new camera and new new I don't even know what I'm trying to say new computer and um so uh this is also we are now into our third ban from YouTube but it's not the permanent ban because I didn't realize this because we're children and we have to obey the laws of elementary school the first, a strike only lasts 90 days. So whereas you might be banned for seven days, after that 90 days, your strike goes away. So my first two strikes went away. I uploaded the episode with Dr. Malone, the inventor of the mRNA gene therapy, and they didn't take it down. And so like a moron, I was like, oh, the, the communists have changed their mind. So I started uploading. What did I upload? A bunch of episodes of Claire Lopez and Dr. Hodkinson. Oh, dear. Banhammer, and uh, yeah, they didn't like that, so I appealed it and said that they banned me because I was gay, which isn't true, and uh, they didn't like that, so, but enough with that, Claire Lopez returning once again, rocking a brand new haircut, so am I, just, I don't know, don't hate us because you're not us, I mean, we're, we're beautiful, Miss Lopez, please introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Good to be with you again, Tommy. Yes, and so... Several things going on right now, and I figure because I've got you for a limited amount of time, let's choose one and go for it. And so, what what is piquing your interest the most? South Africa, Haiti, the election audits, or the um, I guess the push for door to door vaccinations. Well, I, I I will tell you what 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 has really focused my attention in the last couple of weeks. Um is the worldwide phenomenon of people standing up to tyranny, okay? We've talked about Hong Kong before, China before. Um, a weekend ago, I attended uh, a, um, uh, what would you call it, a, a worldwide uh, a rally, but online, okay. uh, for the Iranian opposition. Um, and uh, this was sponsored by the National Council of Resistance of Iran, Mujahideen Mikulk. And um, a bunch of us here in the D.C. metro area met at a, uh, a building not very far from the Capitol building uh, on the roof terrace, which was really nice, uh, covered over but open on the side. So there was a nice breeze flowing through. It was a nice day. It was great. Uh, and there was a great big jumbo screen on which we watched all the proceedings, which included um, the keynote address from the president-elect of the NCRI. Uh, this is Madame Rajavi, um, and, and the group has their headquarters uh, in Albania and another 
uh, headquarters outside of Paris in France. Um, and uh, speaking on the program, which went all day, were many, many Americans, politicians from both sides of the aisle. Uh, former um, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo spoke. Uh, Texas Senator Ted Cruz spoke. Uh, Democrat uh, Senator Bob Menendez spoke. Um, I could go on and on, but including also uh, senior political leadership from Western European countries and elsewhere around the world. Uh, it was it was quite the event. But what really got my attention uh, on that program, and this gets to the point here, is um, that they had featured, I don't know, at least a couple dozen small little video vignettes um, recorded by Iranian people from inside Iran. And, and of course, they had masks and, and they were covered so their identity would be, would be disguised. But every one of them was speaking against uh, the Tehran regime of the mullahs uh, and in favor of uh, the Iranian dissidents, the Iranian opposition to overthrow that dictatorial regime, knowing that that regime would try to track them down and if they found them, they'd be killed. Mm -hmm. But one after the other after the other, they spoke. And, and we had, um, you know, they were speaking in Farsi, so there were, you know, um, English subtitles, so we could, we could see what they were saying and all. So that really, really made an impression on me. And then, of course, much more recently, just, you know, this past weekend, um, you know, the people of Cuba taken to the streets. And again, what are they in the streets for? Uh, we listen to their chants and we look at their their banners and their signs and they're saying freedom. They're saying libertad. They're saying no tenemos miedo. We're not afraid. Um, they're saying down with the dictators, end to communism, end, uh, you know, to, to, to the regime. And so um, these three, I'll just, you know, name those three right there. Um, kind of that confluence just really has caught my attention. That's beautiful. There does seem to be, there does. I saw, I saw a little like a meme the other day that in the in the way that only memes can. And if this isn't the perfect example of this podcast, a beautiful, intelligent description of worldwide revolution by Claire Lopez, followed by me talking about memes. But there is a meme that, in a way that only memes can, encapsulated an idea that I've been trying to put into words for a long time. And it was a pie chart. And it said, what they want you to think. And it's, you know, like 90% and it says communism and 1% it says freedom lovers. It doesn't even say America, it just says freedom lovers. And it said what the reality is, and it's the same pie chart. And it's, and it's, I'm oh, sorry, it's, I'm butchering it. What they want you to think the internet is. Pie chart, 90% communism, 10% freedom lovers. What it really is. 10% freedom lovers, 1% communism. 89% bots. You know, here's, here's the other thing. In, in uh, each of these places that I've named, in particular, we're seeing it in Cuba, very open and, and widespread. The people in the streets are flying, yes, the Cuban flag. They're also flying the American flag. Oh, yeah, no, just like Hong Kong. Yeah, they're flying the American flag. Why? Because for these people, not for all these spoiled, pampered, overpaid athletes you know, that turn their backs and, 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 and take a knee during the singing of the national anthem at sporting events. No, these people look to the American flag uh, as an inspiration of a place for freedom and opportunity. That's what they see. 
And then, I mean, what a, what a slap in the face of, of the freedom fighters. Uh, probably heard, many of your audience probably heard, uh, the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, who basically just said, don't come here. You're fleeing tyranny and communism. We don't want you. But the southern border with Mexico just is come on in. Anybody and anybody who wants to come across illegally, just so long as you're not uh, a freedom loving, um, you know, uh, democracy loving, um, you know, uh, refugee fleeing from communism. Yeah, no, I saw that yesterday. I mean, how. How disgusting, right? It it would almost be a little less disgusting if, like, a staunch, like, pro-strong border Republican came out and said, you can't come either. Like, I wouldn't agree with that, but at least it would, like, kind of fall in line and be like, all right, I mean, I don't agree with that at all, but at least you're kind of... Ho-. No, the idea of, like, come on in, like, borders open, this is the land of the free. All right, I think when they do that, I think they're bringing in voting cattle to secure the next election. But sure, let's give them the, let's say that you're actually for, come on in. Why doesn't it uphold to Cuba? Is it because that goes to, these people will risk their lives and they'll get on rafts made of, of old tires to come here? Why? Are they freeing their Michael Moore? I think I saw some tweet and he goes, these poor people rioting. I guess they've never seen Michael Moore's award-winning documentary on their world-class healthcare and literacy programs. Like, it, you gotta wonder what that is. Well, why is it, is that all optics? Is that that there's, that the secretary is truly just a, a horrible communist piece of shit? Is, what do you think that is? Well, I mean, the other thing I'll, I'll mention here, sure. quickly, I'm thinking about this as you're talking, is that um, there are now demonstrations popping up all over the United States, uh, certainly as one would expect in, in Florida, and especially Southern Florida, and, you know, some of our, um, our uh, uh, congressional leadership, like Senator Marco Rubio, for example, and, and others, um, you know, are speaking out very forthrightly and, and, and continuously, um, you know, in support of we need to support the Cuban people now, if ever, uh, and denounce communism, denounce tyranny. Um, but elsewhere across the United States, that's not just Florida. Uh, there, there are demonstrations uh, in, well, yes, especially Hispanic communities and, and perhaps those with, you know, Cuban uh, representation. Um, but this, this is not confined, you know, just to, uh, you know, a Republican, Cuban, uh, sure. you know, minority population somewhere in Southern Florida. That, that, that's not what it's about. People across America see this and they realize what those people are fighting for. And yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they're uh, hungry. They don't have food. They don't have medicine. They don't have electricity, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but what they really understand is if they had freedom, they'd have all of the above. Yeah. And indeed, before the revolution in Cuba, back in 1959, when, when Castro's revolutionaries took the place over, Cuba was one of the most prosperous, top prosperous countries, developing countries in the Western Hemisphere. Really? Uh, certainly in Latin America. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It was near the tippy top, first, second, third place in different measures of things like, uh, you know, literacy and, and business ownership and, and things like that. And then what does communism do? It, it destroys all of that. Oh, yeah. In favor of total and absolute power, um, 
by a small elite yeah. who live luxuriously. Who 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 live like most capitalists live. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. It's I mean I mean, if you really wanted to tie their brain into a pretzel, you could say capitalism is like communism. That communism, it's only the very small political elite get to live with all the amenities. And in capitalism, the vast majority of us get to. The The poor people in a capitalist society are fat. Like, that says everything you need to know, that this system is better. And I saw something last night that, again, sort of in that line of just, like, how it just destroys these areas. Just communism, I mean, it's a cancerous cell. It's an ember landing landing in a dry field in terms of potential and that it just eviscerates everything. And then it searches for a new field to turn to ash because that last one wasn't a real fire. San Francisco Target announced yesterday that they're going to close their stores uh, starting at 6 p.m., which is completely uncompetitive with, because these were 24-hour, like, super targets. Not like the little tiny, like, the big Walmart competitors, which are obviously 24-hour super centers. Target is shutting down their uh, their stores in San Francisco, in the San Francisco city limits, by 6 p.m. because it's the only way they can offset looting, because the police will not prosecute anyone that steals $950 or less worth of material. Well, and, and, and many other stores and chains of stores like a, a Walgreens, they're just pulling out uh, completely. They're yeah. closing yeah. a dozen more uh, of their of their locations in places like San Francisco and and elsewhere in California. It, it they can't they can't take uh, you know the loss the the, the the loss from stealing. It's absolutely insane. To to pivot, what do you think? Um, what do you think about the election? the election audits going on right now. And as I always say ad nauseum on this podcast, I try to be the devil's advocate and I try to, I try to be aware of myself because I'm very clearly American. I'm very openly pro Trump. I very, I'm very open towards the, what I believe is the election was usurped. It was stolen. I think COVID is a bioweapon. I'm very, I, I try to be aware of no matter how dead set I am on these. I was also for four years dead set on being a doctor, no matter what till the end of time. And then that memory is so far so far in the rearview mirror it's just like oh that was a little blip i i want to be a graphic designer forever never do anything else that's what i want to do forget medicine graphic design now i use the ipad that i did graphic design on as a mouse pad what is the mouse pad for it's for a podcast and now i'm sure i want to do a podcast forever knock on wood i try to be aware that just because i believe it at this moment in time doesn't necessarily mean it's true so i'm trying to step outside of that what do these audits point to? Is there anything actually going to happen? Or is this just going to be another, okay, well, sure, it came from a lab, but whatever, it's done now. Is this going to be something where maybe some people concede that some some fraud or manipulation went on, but ah, it's over, you stupid Trump dart. What do you think? Well, I know that there was a, um, what, a, a press um, announcement this morning um, from Arizona, and unfortunately, I am just so slammed, I wasn't able to see it. So I'm not quite sure what was said in that press conference. Uh, but it's my understanding, anyway, um, that the Arizona, Maricopa County, Arizona audit um, is going to go through one last uh, recount of the of the ballots, that is, of the paper ballots, one by one by one, um, just to get one last confirmation of good numbers how many there are, how many there were certified to have been. Um, and then when they finish that, 
Um, I understand also they're still trying to get um, physical control of uh, servers and tabulator machines and that uh, it's been very difficult. They, they, they've had to resort to a subpoena to legal action to get those, um, even though there's been a judge's ruling in their favor that they should be turned over to them, uh, to the Cyber Ninjas, this private firm that has uh, been contracted um, to, to run the Maricopa County audit. Um, so uh, it, it seems to me that at least this is going to take some time longer. We're probably looking at least into August. Um, but we've already had an announcement from, I think it's the president of uh, the Arizona State Senate, if I've got that title right. But in any case, the announcement uh, was uh, to the effect that uh, the numbers of ballots counted that would be in the second count, now pending the third, uh, but the second count, that number does not match the number certified uh, uh, after the November 2020 election. So there's a discrepancy there in the number. Part of the reason probably that they're going to a third uh, ballot count. Um, but what this means is uh, it, it, the indication is at least that there are very, very serious discrepancies. I think we'll hear about those um, certainly in weeks to come. But in the meantime, um, what else is significant is that other states seem to be following, or at least counties of other states, um, seem to be following in Arizona's footsteps, um, in Georgia, in Pennsylvania. Um, so uh, stay tuned, I guess. Yeah, I think it was DeKalb or Fulton. I should know. I lived there for 15 years. Yeah, yeah, where they're showing that, you know, like a forensic audit where they're showing, hey, in this area, it says that like 100 out of 100 of these, like this little packet of, and it would go 100 is for Biden, and they went through it and they found, yeah, they found that even if it wasn't in the majority of Trump. It wasn't like one or two. It was actually, well, 42 was for Trump. Sure, Biden still got 58 in that 100 that one hundred ballot packet. But that is not statistical variation. That's saying he got a 100. That's the difference between getting a 100 on a test and getting a 58, all right? One gets you in a medical school. One gets you in taking summer courses. It's very, very different. And it's... You know, the other thing that always gets me is the mail-in ballots. These were all mailed in. These pristine, these pristine, sixteen-inch long. There's no Manila folder that would hold these. They're all. You can see the ones that are mailed in. They're all creased. There's fingerprints and shit on them. Like, like whenever when anyone mails anything, you just I've mail in my kitchen right now. Of course, I mean it always looks like it's been through a dryer and gone across the nation because it has. It's got scuff marks on it. It looks like crap. These are these pristine documents. That's something that you look. with no, nothing, nothing. Would have to be there if they had been put in an envelope. And it's just, and I've, and I've said this, and I would love to be proven wrong because that is where growth is made. I just want the truth. If Biden truly shellacked Trump, hey, egg on my face. I was wrong. I'm a moron, I, and I'll, and I'll eat that humble pie. Since seriously, seriously, it, it just, I don't like the idea that it's, it's, you know, why, why do we have to audit it? Why do we? It, if if you truly were, if you truly get the most votes in U.S. history, and this was the safest election in U.S. history, wouldn't you say, here's the key to the castle, look at it all, you know, read it and weep, you lost? That's what I always think is, you know, it's, if, if the FBI broke down my door and said, we want to see all the hard drives of your podcast, 
Oh, all right, I'd open it up. I'd pull it out of the. I got a fireproof safe right here. I'd open it up. I'd knock yourself out, man. There's 507 episodes. Like I don't know if you better sit through all of them. Knock yourself out. Sift. Yeah, sift through them all. There's there's terabytes and terabytes. Sift through them all. I don't care. There's something very odd about you know. And the flip side is people say for four years they screamed Russia and they spent hundreds of million dollars on investigations or tens of millions of dollars of whatever it is and nothing showed up. And now they're saying you can't even mention election fraud or any sort of investigation. And I say good that there was four years of screaming Russia because to me that almost comes back to like the COVID science. You're not to, you're not to hold any punches with science. It doesn't say go easy on it, eviscerate it. Rip it apart as if if you pull it down, you get the Nobel Prize instead of your arch nemesis. That's what science is, and that's how we get to where we are now. That's why I have microphones and glasses and flags and 3D printed shirts and phones is because there's no go easy on it. No, you get destroyed. It's cutthroat. It's Dale with a with a machete, right? The idea that yeah, I think it's good they screamed Russia for four years because they found nothing. But good, rip it apart. Don't hold any punches. The fact that you cannot even bring it up to me is just the eeriest, creepiest. It's same thing with COVID censorship. It's just, it's things that make your noggin kind of go, huh. And I know I'm rambling now, but uh, I know you have to go. I, I, I think I still have you for 10 more minutes, but I just want to let you know if you got to go, me, you got to. Sure. Add, um, in something that, that sure. uh, you're bringing to mind for me. And, and and that is something that our founding fathers, of course, could never possibly have imagined when uh, those brilliant men wrote our Declaration of Independence and Constitution and Bill of Rights and the Federalist Papers and everything else. Their biggest concern was tyranny by a central government. And of course, they were looking at the biggest empire, uh, on, at least in the Western world uh, at the time, and that was that was uh, the British Empire, which was um, behaving tyrannically towards the colonies here in the United States, well, in America at the time. And um, they never could have imagined um, that the threat of tyranny could come not only from uh, a centralized federal authority, a government, but from private entities, yeah. private companies, or worse yet, as we're seeing now, and this is what you were getting at there, Tommy, it, it it's this this nefarious um, alliance between a tyrannical government and big tech, private industry. Isn't, it's an alliance. It's an alignment. It's a collaboration, um, and together. Um, they are suppressing the free speech of American citizens. And that's that's something different. That's something new. Um, and that's what we're fighting against. Isn't, you know, I could have sworn I've heard that word so many times in the last five years. I can't put a finger on it. What is that? The Alliance of Government and Corporations. Can't remember what it is. It's fascism. That's what it is. Well, except that in this case, it's not really fascism. Okay. This is communism. Okay. We're talking about communism, Marxism, which does, in this instance, the same kind of thing in terms of repression of the population. Yeah. Um, but but don't I mean I, I don't want people to get the idea that what we're fighting is somehow fascism. It's not. Fascism died with the Third Reich seventy five years ago. It's gone. It's buried. It's dead. Okay. But what's rearing its ugly head 
that never did go away is communism. Marxism, communism, uh, which is tyrannical to be sure, uh, and is uh, in this unholy alliance with uh, big tech in, in the United States right now. Last thoughts on uh, what did you think about what did you think about that announcement three or four days ago? The Biden administration is 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 going to work with uh, cell phone carriers or service service AT and T, Verizon, all that shit. They're going to work with them to fact check SMS messages. And at first, I didn't really care. I thought it was going to be you're going to get you know your. Did you know you can get a vaccine text? Because I get texts about signing up for for Microsoft. Adobe, I don't care, you just block it once it's done forever, whatever, it's no different than spam I'm not going to clutch my pearls over that it's starting to look like what they want to do is actually fact check your well, texts no, see, that, that's, that's where uh, <laughs> the flimsy fig leaf cover of oh, we're private company industry. we're not bound uh, by the first amendment of the US constitution Correct. that's when that falls away, because now it's very open, the United States government is the one saying that they are going to team up with, collaborate with whatever private industry. But the fig leaf is gone. And now we're talking pure First Amendment. Congress shall make no law. Um, this is the government uh, infringing on our intrinsic, intrinsic inherent right to free speech. And that, that, that is unconstitutional. Never mind what I think should happen to, to the big tech industries. Sure. Uh, in, in my mind, my opinion, I, I think they should be um, deemed uh, public utilities and uh, and regulated as such. A hundred percent. It's you know up in up until the pandemic, I still would. Uh, I know people would roll their eyes. I would still disp again Stockholm syndrome. I'm getting banned by them, and I'm still supporting them. I would still deem them private companies up until the pandemic. Now, in when there are when there are when there have been mandates for eighteen months about not being able to assemble, you have to you have to make an extrapolation and say, are those the new town square? If we're going to, you can't knock something down and not replace it. If we're going to say we can't we can't get together because there's this horrible disease in which one in ten thousand people die from, okay, I'll take that bullshit. There has to be a new there has to be a new town square. There's a new, there's a new soapbox, and yeah, I would agree with you. I, this is the new town square, um, and and needs to be uh, viewed as such, and 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 legally treated as such. I, I mean, I think we're in a new technological era, obviously, um, but our legal framework hasn't kept up, and uh, people are just kind of now beginning uh, to realize that something needs to be done. It's, you know, I think we'll, we'll end it with this. I saw uh, something, I think it was Brett Weinstein. No, no, no. The other one, Eric Weinstein tweeted uh, about Biden, the administration wanting to fact check your private SMSs yeah. between, yeah. for everyone listening, what that means is like for right now when I upload something on Facebook about, about Ivermectin and it gets taken down and I get the little red triangle with the exclamation mark that says this is, uh, this has been taken down because it's been cited as misinformation by independent fact checkers. It's you can almost see the little Hitler mustache when they say that. Is what what they're proposing is something along the lines of is I text Claire and I go I ha I had a uh, I had Robert Malone on Claire just check out this episode. It's the inventor of the mRNA vaccine and he says if you're under fifty you shouldn't get it. 
the text it would be like if your phone was on airplane mode it would say not the deli- it would say not delivered see the facts about covid-19 yeah. so eric weinstein tweeted this is insane eric weinstein it's also illegal it's also illegal eric weinstein no conservative himself came out and said that and someone replied to him and this is what we'll end it on someone replied to it good because there are people spreading anti-vax misinformation and he replied to that and the moment those people are not free to do that we will have finally brought hell to earth and to me that that held all the weight it was the most beautiful statement yes he completely agreed it, he didn't say it wasn't he goes you're right it's anti-vax misinformation Compl- set it for what it is it's people saying that it's 5g nano robots what whatever it's and the second they are not free to do that is when the communist anthem blares and we've done it, brothers. We've done it. And to me, that's disgusting and uh, I'd rather die than, than give in to that. So we're going to keep doing episodes and uh, I'm reaching out to some bigger guests that I hope I can come back with a bit of bigger middle finger than ever after getting suspended. I take the suspensions with pride. I got them. I got three. It's Pokemon. You got to collect them all. Clay Lopez. I'll put your Twitter in the description. Follow her. She's awesome. If you can't tell, I love her. And let me, uh, let sure. Me, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make one, one yeah. more little plug before we go. I, I'm free. And, uh, I'm free for hours. You can stay I, as long I, as you I, want. I, I am the one with the. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Let me let me add a, a little plug in here, um, and that is we've we've often talked about well, where where can you find me and follow me, and I've I've named places like the United West and uh, the. Uh, Citizens United. Commission on National Security, um, and I've talked about Jamie Glazoff and the David Horowitz Freedom Center, Glazoff Gang, Front Page Magazine, uh, as well as at Clarem Lopez on Twitter, also Facebook. I'm on Telegram now, Lopez Liberty. Could use a few more followers there, Telegram, okay. Lopez Liberty. Noted. Uh, but one more. If you would like to get all the information and the videos I do at American Truth Project, with Barry Nussbaum, you can text my name, L-O-P-E-Z, Lopez, to the number 88202, 88202, text that uh, to that number, Lopez, L-O-P-E-Z, and you will get all the free um, videos and other information from American Truth Project, but no, you won't be bombarded, maybe a couple a week, and that's all. If you could... Because because I have the attention span of a squirrel, can you can you send me a t- and I have people do this all the time. Can you just send me one block text with all your links and then I'll just oh, copy. I will copy it. Yeah, because 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 I know some people really want to push one like you said Telegram. Some people are like can you and I forget to do it and so if you could, I, Dale does it, all the authors do it. Here's where you can you copy paste it. I'll put it in the description and it will stay there for every video you do. Sounds good. Thank you. I'll do that. Beautiful. Claire Lopez, thank you so much for coming on. God bless America. God bless freedom. Uh, In the end, freedom will always win because as Claire said, a tyrannical society or a tyrannical system cannot survive because that's not what people inherently desire. I believe we will come out of this. It's not going to be easy, but with the grace of God and the grace of human spirit and a little bit of elbow grease, I think we'll be just fine. (laughs) thank you god bless care claire take care bye-bye